Well, I am super excited to be up here today since I have not been up here in several weeks. I know some of you are like, what do you do? I don't know either. <laughs> but I like it, you know what I'm saying? So, no. Somebody said, why do you take time off in the summer? And I'm going to tell you why. It's a great time to take time off. Two is that I'm a better preacher preaching 40 to 44 times a year than I am 52. I know some of you are like, well, then we don't want 52 because we need you better. We need you. Maybe you need to cut way back, but uh, I appreciate um, Jason Laffin and Cam and Hunter uh, preaching. Look, we got some great people uh, who are able and capable of, of filling the pulpit and preaching, and whether it's me or Stephanie or uh, Cameron or Brandon or Hunter, any, any of them, they, 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 they speak under the authority of our elders and uh, they speak under the authority of God's word. And so I am very comfortable with who is ever up here. But with that said, I'm excited about being here today. And so since I've not been here three weeks, I've got about three sermons wrapped up in one. And it's going to be about two hours worth of messages. Those who've been saying, where you been? Now you're going to go, why is he back? So I want to talk about raising our praise. Talk about raising our praise. Uh, we're, we're, we're in this series, Summer in the Psalms, where you get to pick one of your favorite psalms. And I'm, I'm going to be preaching this week and next week on the Psalms. But uh, the Psalm I've chosen is Psalm 34. And I've chosen it because there's a line in there that, I mean, I just love this line where it, it says, God is close to the brokenhearted. I, I quote this. I, I use this with people because I believe it's true. Uh, and so as I started doing my study on the Psalm, uh, I, I, man, I, I, it, it's way more than that one verse. You know, whenever you're studying the Scripture, it always ends up being way more than you think it is. It's way more than that one verse. And so I was looking at the Psalm itself and how it's introduced Psalm 34. It's really a weird introduction to a psalm. It says, a psalm of David regarding the time he pretended to be insane in front of Abimelech, who was a priest, and then there was also this king Achish who sent him away. So here's what was happening. David was on the run, that he'd been anointed king, but because Saul was jealous, he had David on the run, and so David was running from place to place, hiding, and he goes to Abimelech, and he thinks they're going to kill him, and then he goes to King Achish, and he thinks they're going to kill him, and so he acts like he's crazy. He's like, ah, and his, uh, the scriptures, if you read it, it's like he's foaming at the mouth and everything like that, just acting like a madman, and that's a weird introduction to a psalm. And so I was reading up on it, and the part that, uh, why this is in there is because when this happened, David's life was spared, and he thought to himself, boy, I'm smart. I outsmarted him. And I started to think about times in our lives where we think something is good, and we, out, we, we think we've outsmarted I wrote down some things. Like, you remember your middle school yearbook picture? You thought that looked good, didn't you? You put on your best clothes. You remember you put on your best shirt. You were looking good. And you look at it now and you go, that's not, this really wasn't that good, was it? Or you try a new recipe. You ever tried a new recipe? You're thinking, this is going to be good. As a matter of fact, that Leslie's not in here, so I'll tell you about a recipe that she did for a while. I had to tell her to stop. When we first got married... Uh, well, it was actually early on in our marriage, when we first got married, she came up with this, this recipe, she found this recipe where you, you put everything in a pan, it's pork chops and uh, potatoes and green beans and pour some stuff on it, and it sounds really good. It wasn't that good, y'all. Finally, I had to tell her, hey, let's not make this anymore. And which is a, really, I know, you, you have to have some relational marriage leverage to do that. You with me, guys? You can't, you can't do that right away coming out the gate. I ate it several times, finally, I was like, eh. 
but you think it's going to be good? Or what about this? You go to a Chinese buffet, you think it's going to be good. <laughs> Two hours later, you're like, man, what was that? <laughs> what happened? Or sometimes we think we're so smart, we think it's good, and we give advice. We, we, give, it, we give advice. We think we're really like, we're, we, we think we're brilliant sometimes. Something's not working, we go, did you unplug it and plug it back in? tech genius here or something's wrong with the car you go you got gas in it or somebody loses something don't you hate when people say this somebody loses something you go where's the last place you had it <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Columbo here yeah, I'm Columbo and there's so many times in our lives that we think that we did something. We think, man, that turned out, and man, I did it. Look, there have been so many times, listen to me, where I've had a message that I've walked into on a Sunday morning and thought, I'm not sure about this message. Almost every Sunday, I may, I may, I may have that thought, I'm not sure about this message. And so I'll say, Lord, help me speak through me and everything. And then there's been some times where I'm real quick to praise the Lord, but other times I'm like, man, I did good, didn't I? And that's kind of what this psalm is about, that we all live in this world where, in our world, where we think that what we do is good, or we think something's going to be good, and it can be real easy not to praise God. Just as David thought, man, I fooled them. They, my life was spared. I am so smart. I acted like I was crazy, and, and I got away. And then he realizes, and he has this moment of clarity, and he gives us Psalm 34. And it's about raising our praise. And, and so today, I'm going to be talking about what happens on Sunday. I'm going to be talking about what happens Monday through Saturday. When I talk about praise, I'm talking about what we say, how we live, the song we sing. Hear me. Everybody's got a song they're singing. You've got a song you're singing. We're talking about the choices we make. It's an acknowledgement of God's presence in our life and his goodness in our life. And so we're going to launch into it. First is this. I need to commit to praise. I need to commit to praise. I want you to think for a second that when, uh, uh, the, and I, I, don't, I don't know if this is true or not, so don't email me, okay? But just say that there really were aliens, okay? They're aliens. And they came down to the earth, and they showed up on a Saturday in October in Athens, and they saw what was going on. And they saw the ball be kicked off in the air, and people going, and they saw that. And they saw people high five. And when somebody spiked a ball on the ground, somebody spiked a ball, they're high five. Everybody, ah, go dogs, go dogs. They would, they would think, they would think there was some kind of worship going on, wouldn't they? Or let's just say they showed up in Atlanta, or really in Marietta, in October. And they saw a ball being hit. They would think it's some sort of worship. Wouldn't they? They would think, man, these people, they're excited. They're praising. Or let's just say they showed up at a concert at Lakewood in October. Chastain Park. Songs are being played. Phones are coming out. 
they're hugging, they're swaying. You know what I mean? Just, just form of worship. And these same aliens showed up at a church service on Sunday morning. And the songs are playing. And people are like this. I want to talk to you this morning about raising your praise, about committing to praise. See, David writes, when it says, I need to commit to praise, he writes this, he says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Man, that is a powerful statement. Now, last week I was in E-Town. I served in E-Town. And, uh, uh, and when I was in E-Town, uh, they, their worship service is different than ours. They have motions and movements and everything like that. And then, look, I'm just going to share this all trans. This is not my strength, y'all. My days of that are over. But I'm standing in there, and they're praying. They're doing this, this, and this, and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. And I'm thinking, they, the Lord's like talking to me. He's like, Gary, they need to see a man do this. So I went and got Cameron, and, uh, and but, he, <laughs> but he was preaching, so I had to do it. And so we're doing the motions and everything like that, and I thought about this verse. My greatest praise, my motions, my hands, my voice, listen to me. It shouldn't be for University of Georgia football. It shouldn't be for the Braves. It shouldn't be for a concert. It ought to be for the Lord. David's like, man, I praise the Lord at all times. And there's a funny story in the Old Testament when, when, when David's trying to bring the ark into the people of Israel. The ark was like considered to be the presence of God and they, they couldn't get it and, and things weren't done right. And finally the ark is brought in to the people of Israel. And it says that David stripped into his underwear and was dancing before the Lord. Crazy, look, crazy. Man of God, mighty warrior, dancing before the Lord. And his wife said, man, that was undignified. He said, you hadn't seen anything yet. I'm about to really show out here. This whole concept that I'm going to praise the Lord, that, that I'm going to commit to praise. And here's why we commit to praise. This is why we commit to praise. Because life is hard. There are good seasons. There are easy seasons. There are difficult seasons. And we've got to get to the place in our life that, man, I'm going to commit to praise. And that, man, his praise will ever be on my lips in the good and the bad because if we don't, if we don't, hear me, in the good, you'll think it was you. You'll think you did it. I worked hard. I set this up. I am so smart. But in the bad, you know what will happen? You have nowhere to turn. You'll be distraught. So David gives us this, this psalm. says, man, you and I, we need to commit to praise. The second thing is this. So I need to prepare to praise. I need to prepare to praise. That you and I need to make some preparations, and I'm going I'm to give you some, some thoughts here that he gives us that when he talks about just making preparations. Because part of the problem is that we just don't really think about it. We don't think about it. We don't think about it on Sunday. On Sunday, we're thinking about a lot of times what we're going to eat after church, and I'm, I'm right there with you. But we need to prepare to praise. So I'm going to give you three quick thoughts, and then we're First is this, magnify. And the scripture right here says, come, 
let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. That, that, that whole word exalt, that phrase, it means to magnify it. And that, that word is, is, is the word gadol. It means to grow, to become strong in our praise, to become strong in our praise. And look, I know in our culture and in, 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 in a lot of ways, worship is personal. I understand that. And, and I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there to, to raise our praise, that we are going to prepare to be people, to men and women of God, that, man, we're going to praise God. Listen, we serve the God of the universe. We serve a, a risen Savior. We have a God who cares about us. And I'm talking that we are to magnify. We are to lift up and become strong in our praise for God. That He is bigger than our problems. And the crazy thing is that when you and I will praise and we prepare to praise, our problems become smaller as God becomes bigger in our lives. The second thing is to reflect. To reflect that we spend some time reflecting. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Cameron was telling me that when he got COVID the first time, he's had it like 10 times, but um, said he did anyway. I don't know. But he lost his sense of taste and his sense of smell. He said, it's so frustrating. And he said he was trying to get, he'd studied up and read on trying to get your sense of taste back. And you know how you do that? You eat slower. You chew longer. And David Wright says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And sometimes I think the reason we don't praise is because we don't reflect. And so I'm going to give you some homework here. Why don't you take some time out of your day-to-day -day and reflect? And write down the things the Lord has done in your life. The blessings He's given you. The things that have happened. Because, man, we're bad about remembering. That's why Jesus asked us to take the Lord's Supper, because he knows that we're bad about remembering. He said, hey, remember. And it wasn't that we would remember because Jesus needs us to remember. We need to remember. I need to remember. So spend some time reflecting. And then the last one is revere. And the last one David talks about, the scripture here says, to fear the Lord, you, his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. And so if you spend some time magnifying that you prepared, I'm going I'm to praise the Lord no matter what's going on in my life. And, and you spend some time reflecting, you start thinking about all the good things the Lord has done in our lives. And then he says, to revere. He actually uses the word fear. And this is a commitment to praise God by putting him first by trusting His Word, by doing what He says to do and not doing what He says not to do. And by doing so, David writes it, that we will have all we need, that God's going to take care of us. So you and I need to prepare to praise. We need, we, we, when, we, when, you have, when you make this commitment that you're going to praise it and you prepare to praise it, man, I'm going to magnify the Lord. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get stronger. I'm gonna, it's gonna be his, his, his name's going to be in my lips when things happen, good things happen. And I'm going to reflect on His goodness in my life. And man, I'm going to start being, I'm going to revere his name and what he's done. Then we are going to see things move in my life. Which leads me to the last one. I want to spend just a little bit of time here. 
I need to raise my praise to the only God. Hear me on this. Man, I love this next set of verses, and I'm just going to walk through them. Only God who watches. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. You know, on Mother's Day, Stephanie talked about God being a God who watches. She used the story of Hagar. David is using the story of him, that God's a God who watches. And so many times, we wonder if God's really watching, don't we? We wonder if God really is, 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 is doing anything. But, but David said he's a God who watches over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. He says, hey, we ought to praise God because he's watching. Listen, I want you to hear me. Some of you think that God's forgotten you. You think he doesn't see. And I want to encourage you that he does and he's with you. And there are seasons that are difficult. They are. There are seasons that are so, so difficult. It makes us wonder. But he's not only a God who watches, he's a God who hears. He says, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. The creator of the universe hears you and he hears your prayers. He hears your thoughts. He watches what's going on in your lives. He's listening to you. We raise our praise to a God who, who hears us. When my kids were little, I remember one day I, I was reading the newspaper when people used to do that. I was reading the newspaper and I was sitting there and all of a sudden as I was reading the newspaper, one of my kids came and just smashed it down. I said, Daddy, look at me. I'll never forget it. I said, Dad, look at me. They knew I wasn't listening. Knew I wasn't paying attention. So many times we think that's God, but it's not. Listen to me. That he hears everything that's going on. He hears your prayers. He knows your needs. That we raise our praise to God who watches over us, but he hears us. He's listening. We raise our praise to a God who draws near. This has turned out to be one of my favorite pictures. It's recent. We were at the beach, Nora and I and Leslie, and we were looking for crabs. And a storm came. And the lightning struck. And when the lightning struck, Nora just leaned into me. She got scared. She leaned into me. And Leslie snapped this photo. And here's the thing, when she leaned into me, I didn't, I didn't push her away. I leaned into her. And I love this psalm because this picture is actually reflected in the words of the scripture right here. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Look, there's going to be good days and bad days. I don't paint a picture that bad things are not going to happen to you that life is not fair or there's going to be seasons of difficulty or loss. But I paint a picture of a God who draws near. He is close to the brokenhearted. 
and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. We have a God who watches, a God who hears. Man, he's a God who draws near. I've seen this, I've felt it, I've experienced it, I've preached it because I believe it. And then finally, he's a God who redeems. And I love this part about God because we walk in and I'm going to tell you something that's happened to me this week. And you'll laugh when I tell you, maybe not out loud, but you'll laugh to yourself. You know what God told me this week? I don't know everything. I don't know everything. I'm telling you, it was just as clear as it could be. Just something that I'd been praying about. An area that, man, I'd just been so concerned about for years, for years. And I was riding down the road, and I was talking to the Lord, and Leslie and I have actually repented of not trusting the Lord with this area of our life. I was riding down the Lord, and I'm telling you, He didn't speak to me in all the voice, but in my spirit. You know what He told me? You don't know everything. I do. And you know what God does? He takes situations that seem unredeemable and redeems them. He takes situations that seems like they're broken, that there's no answer. He takes situations where it seems like there's no hope and he gives hope. He takes situations where we seem like there, there's no fixing this, it's over. And he fixes them and he makes it better than we ever imagined. He's a God who redeems. He redeemed us when Jesus went to the cross. He redeems us daily through the Holy Spirit and his word and his people, his church. He is in the redemption business. He's the God who redeems. He makes things new. He makes things right. He fixes things when we don't think they can be fixed. And he does it over and over again. The scriptures say, but the Lord will redeem those who serve him. And no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. So I'm going to ask you a question. Could you raise your praise? Could you raise your praise? Let's just say that you, you, you had a praise meter and you were at a two. Could you go to a three? And your praise of the Lord, could it be less about you? And more about him. I'm just going to throw it out here. Go ahead and laugh. Could you be undignified like David? I'm not saying dance around in your underwear. That's not what I'm saying. Not here. <laughs> but could you be undignified? I want to talk to the men for a second. I'm just going to say it, man. Your kids, your wives, if you're single, your friends, they need to see you praise the Lord. I'm not telling you how to do it, but they need to see you do it. It's a, it's, it's a powerful testimony that that's who God has made us to be. That, man, our highest praise, and I'm not just talking about the men now, our highest praise ought to be for the God who saved us, who's redeemed us, who draws near when things are going bad. When our hearts are broken and we got nowhere else to turn, He comes near. He's a God who hears every prayer. And he watches. And he's working a plan. He's working in your life. Would you praise a God like that? We're going to close with a song here. 
I'll give you a chance to, to raise your praise. And in doing so, I have two thoughts. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, this is not going to make any sense to you. It's going to seem crazy. No more crazy than celebrating a touchdown or a home run. We've just kind of made those things culturally normal. But if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, could you raise your praise this morning because you trust God? And I trust Him. It's a testimony that I trust Him with my life. I'm trusting Him in the good seasons. I'm trusting Him in the bad seasons. I'm trusting Him when I don't know. I'm trusting Him when I feel like I do. And then could you raise your praise out of gratitude? Thinking about all that the Lord has done in your life. The fact that you're alive is a testimony to His grace in your life. You're here. Could you raise your praise just as an expression of your thankfulness for all he's done? I want to give you that chance. Not just for today, but for today. But for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Until we meet again, let's raise our praise. Let's let the praise of the Lord be on our lips, our minds, our hearts. Let's shout out to the God who saves I'm going to pray for us, then we're going to sing. Father, we praise you today. And Lord, I don't know everything. I don't. You do. You work, you're working a plan in all our lives. There are moments we don't understand. And moments where we are hurting. But God, you are always with us. You're always there. You are the God who watches, hears, draws near, and redeems Lord, we celebrate you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand and sing with us?